watched it yesterday. Oh, did you? Share. Yep. Watched it in. Hairspray? Moonstruck. Yeah, Moonstruck. I knew you were going to go for Moonstruck. Uh, you, you've got a thing for Moonstruck. I have. I have. And look, we're going to talk about our weekends here. Yeah. And the reason I watched Moonstruck, again, because I absolutely adore it, yeah. um, is because I put the tree up. Uh, I put the Christmas tree up. Now I this on Friday. I know, I know. I had to go there because I've been caught out in the past where you leave it too late mm-hmm. and then by the time holidays come around too, you sometimes, you know, we'll go down and see Troy's mum and we're out of the house for okay. most of the time. So we you have, don't, We have different views on this. You do, you do. But <laughs> Vanessa I, Gibson has the same view as you. I did go to watch a Christmas film and I thought, no, I'm going to pull up there. But the opening scenes of Moonstruck yep. in New York is them uh, loading into the opera and all the Christmas trees are there because it is that time of year. So anyway, I got got the tree up, so which that is was nice. So your weekend getting Pretty much. Christmassy things? Nice. How about you, Handy Gary? What did you get up to? I was hoping you weren't going to ask. Um, <laughs> after Bond, not not much at all. Yeah. Uh, Elle and, uh, and uh, Kev. They're sort of uh, moving out, so mm-hmm. we were in the process of helping them, and so we you, took you, we took a table uh, over to their place. Oh, geez, you good chairs. You're really lovely. I don't know if they want them. We just <laughs> <laughs> the dumping. I think Kev's going. Good stop. Please stop. Um, uh, what well. happened with the couch that was left? Uh, you know, uh, uh, your lovely wife got it for um, Eloise. She yeah. she wasn't fussed on Curbside it. Curbside clean up with the okay. cat marks and everything. It looks like the boy's going to take it. Okay. Because oh, okay. Zoe the Greyhound, it'll be perfect. Perfect. So the Greyhounds now have their own lounge. <laughs> lounge. Wow. It's a very comfortable lounge. I, uh, we're still redoing the garden out, out the front of our place, and, and I've moved a lot of dirt. And we have a, you know when you dig holes and you put in a whole bunch of plants, you've got all this dirt left over, and it's like, what do I do with that? Oh. Well, luckily, our good friend Raymond, he lives uh, just only oh, about five minutes away, yeah. uh, said, I'll take the dirt. I need more dirt. I need oh. um, building a garden bed and stuff. I oh, said, okay. great. And uh, so I drove it down there, and Mel, my wife, had said, oh, there might be someone there to give you a bit of a hand. And I've gone, oh, great, okay, yeah, okay. He lives in a block of flats. So I pull up, and I'm moving the dirt out, and this guy comes out, and he goes, Mark, is it? And I've gone, yeah, g'day. He's gone, Davo, I said, how are you, buddy? All right, the dirt's there, ready to move. He goes, oh, no, I just wanted to talk to you about the rent. He goes, I won't be able to make it this month, mate. He goes, look, you know, things are tough and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going... (laughs) (laughs) You do know I'm not the right person. I said, is your landlord named Mark? He goes... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never met him before. I've gone, well, I am Mark, but I ain't no landlord. <laughs> but while you're there, pick up some dirt and carry it in. <laughs> you should have said, oh, yeah, I'll take cash. Uh, we'll go harm, so just give me the money now. Or, or I could have said, look, mate, don't worry about the rent if you help me move all this dirt. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> oh, thanks, buddy. No worries. Uh, that was pretty much it for me, I'm afraid, as well. But the big one was the Bond movie, but we're going to talk about that after 7 o'clock oh, this morning. Was- Fantabulous. Laurel, Gary and Mark. Classic Hits 4KQ. I don't know whether you remember, but back in uh, August on The Grand and the Ham, we had a gentleman on named Craig Thorne, and uh, we said, what would you do with the money if you won it? And he said, I'd put it towards publishing a book that he was writing for about his son who faces certain adversities in life. And we gave it a bit of a shameless plug. And guess what? We walked out of the studio the other day, and there on the desk... There's the book. It's all ready to go. And we've got him on the phone this morning. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Laurel, Gary and Mark. How are you? Good. Craig, (laughs) you said you were going to do it and you did. Firstly, tell us about your lovely son. Look, uh, Samuel, uh, he's currently 15 uh, now. And back when he was uh, nine, he was a fit, healthy, you know, running around, played lots of sports, swimming, um, you know, cello. 
and he had a cold and um, unfortunately his immune system, when it affected the cold, it then mistook his spinal cord for the virus as well and um, the autoimmune reaction caused him his spinal cord to be severely damaged and uh, as a result he's uh, now quadriplegic um, with only the smallest bit of movement down in his right foot and he's, he requires a, a ventilator to breathe for him. Um, so yeah, he went, and that pretty much happened, you know, in a spate of 24 hours. Um, with that, the, the little movement that he does have in his, his right foot, well, he uses that to drive his power chair. Uh, he also uses that bit of movement he's got to um, play the Paralympic sport called Boccia, um, which he's uh, currently the Queensland champion in his classification. He also likes, um, he's, he's got his Xbox, which he uses, and we've got a whole range of switches and different things that he uses, and he uses the controller uh, with his foot, and I'm not sure whether you guys have sort of used an Xbox controller before, but he can he can spread his big toe and his little toe to be, you know, the little toggle things that are on it, yeah. um, can be using them independently, wow. you know, using his toes as well. And he uses eye gaze technology. That's a technology where you've got infrared lights that, uh, mounted on your computer and, um, you know, they'll point and look at his, his retinas and see where he's looking and he controls the computer with his eyes, basically. So, well, he yeah. seems to be a kid with a great attitude. I just love this quote you've got on the back of the book when he was nine years of age, nine years of age. He's about 48 days into what has happened to him. And this is a direct quote. It's happened. It sucks that it's happened, but it has. There's nothing we can do about it. We just need to move on, move forward. It's a nine-year-old kid. Wow. Mm. That quote itself that he said, that has actually been something which has kept us going uh, as a family um, and, and believe that, you know, look, if, if a nine-year-old can be saying that, then we don't care how hard the obstacles are, we need to overcome them as well. If he can, we've got to, you know. Wow. Yeah. This truly yeah. is an inspiring book. It's called Nerves of Steel. For Really, anybody should, uh, should read this. Where can they get it? Uh, listeners can um, go to echobooks.com.au. They've got a page there which has got resellers. You'll have your, your uh, Booktopia, you know, um, Barnes & Noble, uh, Amazon, and all, all of your, your regular um, resellers will be available and people can just go to them direct. But, yeah, it's, it was a book that, I, um, if I can say too, that, I mean, I wrote it, hopefully that people will, it will help someone to be able to help someone. Um, what we learned in the time that we're in, in intensive care for the 480 days, if there's something that we could share that might help someone else, that's why I wrote the book. I, I didn't write it for the money. Um, Lord knows I didn't write it for the money. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but if, if there's one thing in it that could help someone else, um, then I'll be, I'll be happy. Craig, you and your family are beautiful, inspiring people, and I encourage everyone to get hold of this book. I really, really do. Thank you so much. Well, the book is called Nerves of Steel. Craig Thorne, can we give it another shameless, shameless plug? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you so much. Good times, great classic kids. God save the Queen. I have a dream. The games of the 35th Olympiad are awarded to Brisbane, Australia. 
Laurel, Gary and Marks on this day. And on this day, on the 8th of November. 1929, it was the beautiful Regent Theatre that opened its doors. Beautiful. Heritage listed, so why did they knock it down? No. Uh, one of the original Hoyts in the 20s. Closed as a theatre in 2010, but a lot went on in the meantime, because you've got to remember uh, the big, beautiful auditorium, which is very much like the State Theatre in Sydney, was bowled over uh, in the late 70s. And remember, they then built uh, four cinemas in its place. Yep. One of them was a showcase cinema, okay. and they put it together, made up of all of the, the beautiful things that were in the original auditorium, and then they bowled that over for a big building. I don't even think it's built yet, is it? It's still no, not there. they're still working on that, Laurel. <laughs> yeah, it's still got plans. But anyway, you can see the beautiful grand foyer that was um, retained. All right, on this day in 2018, Joanne Connor from Brisbane... Watched the film Bohemian Rhapsody for the first time. What? That's not that special, but she ended up watching the movie at a cinema 108 times with no snacks. That's important. And entered the Guinness Book of Records for the most cinema productions attended. So well done, Joanne. Wow. 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 Uh, On this day in 8th of November 1974... Countdown aired for the very first time, but Laurel, you might be surprised to know, it was on a Friday night, the very first show, and it only ran for 30 minutes. On that first show, you had uh, Skyhooks, Daryl Braithwaite solo, Mm -hmm. uh, Sherbet, and the interesting thing about Skyhooks is Greg McCainch was in hospital with hepatitis and did not appear and had never seen it because there were no VCRs. And Red Simon's girlfriend played bass on that show. How incredible. Yeah. Wow, that's a really I, I do one. remember seeing um, Cheryl, though, on Countdown in the uh, satin full-length outfit with the hand placed oh. strategically over the nether regions. Hello. Remember that one? Hello. Laurel, Gary and Mark. Classic Hits 4KQ. Celebrities having birthdays today. Gordon Ramsay's birthday today. He is 55 years of age. Oh, happy I birthday. watched an episode yesterday of Hell's Kitchen. Is he still one. swearing a lot in his show? Well, this is an old one. So oh, okay. So, yes. yes. <laughs> so, I wonder who makes Gordon Ramsay's birthday cake for him. I mean, there, there's a bit of well, pressure. Well, maybe his daughter, daughter who's yeah. on MasterChef. Maybe. Mm. Uh, other people having a birthday. I could have played some Bonnie Raitt this morning. She is 72 years of age. Uh, I saw... Didn't we, we? Didn't we see her with Jackson Brown? You were at the same show as me, yes, weren't you? Yeah, it was incredible. At Festival, Festival Hall. Hall. It was incredible. She was amazing. She, I've seen her about three times. I saw her at Blues Fest once as well. She's yeah. Jackson fast. spent most of his time retuning his guitar because <laughs> uh, it was well, very hot. it was very hot, and she did too. Remember, mm. she mentioned a couple of times there, man, is there any air conditioning in this place? And everyone called out, no. No, <laughs> makes you drink more. Uh, very happy birthday to uh, Bonnie Raitt. Uh, now, 76 years of age, I'm playing a little bit of You're the One That I Want from the movie Grease. Okay. Now, I could have played some Strangers as well. I could uh, have played some, even some yeah. Hank B. Marvin from The Shadows as well. because John Farrah? Yeah, it's John Farrah's birthday today. Well done. Good work. And the reason why I'm playing this one? Well, didn't he write it? He, he wrote did, it, yeah. yeah, well done. Uh, he wrote number one singles uh, Have You Never Been Mellow, You're the One That I Want, and also A Hopelessly Devoted to You, also Magic as well. So, a yeah, lot of stuff there. He's done okay. And he's done he, right he did all right too, marrying Pat, Olivia's yeah. best friend. Oh, she's beautiful. But there was one more that I really wanted to mention this morning because it's a big birthday, 60 years of age for. It is Lake Garrett! Yeah. 
the whole album was just covers the first album. Yeah, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter because we loved him. It was a short time that we had him, very popular in 77 and 78. Uh, and we songs. finally got to speak to him too. We should yeah. replay that one day, Leif Garrett. I was... remember, sorry, seeing the film clip and he was like 16 and he's driving the car down yeah. to the beach and you're thinking, oh, he's only 16, he's yeah. driving a car. They're allowed to in America. My sister was in love with Leif Garrett as so well. So I had oh, all the posters. Used to get Tiger Beat from America. Oh, yeah. Sean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, oh, he was yes, a good-looking kid. Remember Three for the Road too, with Alex Rocco oh, the movie, as the yeah. dad. Yeah. Oh no, the TV series. The TV, TV show. series. Yeah. Yes. It was yeah. back in the days when you were a big pop star. They'd put you in everything. TV, movies, yeah. everywhere, wouldn't they? Saturday well, he, night, six thirty. It was he on. was an actor before he was a singer. Oh right. Okay. He, he did a couple of westerns with Lee yeah. Van Cleef. Oh wow. He did. Which I have at home. If anyone wants okay. to see them. All right, Loz, who else having a birthday today? Edward Stokes. Of, that's going to throw me, you know, because oh, I okay, do I'll love turn, the man. I'll turn up and play a little bit of it. And remember he said, look, if you're coming to America, give me a call and we'll go out for coffee. Uh, by the way, uh, people who want those Lee Van Cleef movies, zero at the moment. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> One of them is particularly good. Carry, carry off with them if anyone would like to borrow. Not a single person said anything. Not ringing for that, hey? Edward Stokes of East Ipswich. Lorraine oh. says, look, he's a wonderful man. Edward, uh, he loves his family very much, and I always think that he is very special. Oh. Happy birthday, Edward Stokes. Gail Cole of Marsden. Uh, Andrew says, I just want to thank my lovely wife, Gail. Wish her a happy birthday and thank her for taking me to the PA hospital. She makes sure that he gets to nice. his uh, eye appointments at the hospital. Always there, finding ways to uh, either get me there or pick me up, bring <laughs> me home, all of that. Have a wonderful day from your loving husband, Drew. And Amelia Kaludrovic of Oxley is 16 today. Good on you, Amelia. Jennifer says, you are loved more than birds. (laughs) The birds. Wow. And we could never replace you. The birds don't get a birthday call. Love you always, Mum, Dad and Bryce. So she's high up the pecking order. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bird. And Helen Ramsey of Logan City. Uh, Lynn says, my wife is like a diamond. She's elegant has many facets and always puts a sparkle in people's lives. Her pate and fruitcake, yum, are legendary and she's always happy to make both for someone's special occasion. Keeps active, has lots of friends at the gym and at her book club. They all agree that she's a very special person. So for you, Helen, we're going to send you off to see our good mate John Blunt in the Killer Queen Experience. It's at the Tivoli this Saturday. So you've got a double pass to go along for that. You know, I always say my wife's like a diamond, an old piece of coal under pressure. <laughs> oh, great. It's, it, can we yeah, get to the wheel, well, please? You can work on it. You might get something out of there. <laughs> if you like a birthday call, put on just go to our website, 4kq.com.au. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, roll up, roll up for the 4kq birthday wheel. Hit it. How that career at Hallmark Cards never came off for you, I can never work out. <laughs> Spinning the wheel for Andrew Hellowell of Windaroo. How was the weekend, Andrew? Oh, really good, thanks, Laurel. Really good. Yeah, Always much... a good weekend. Oh, I'll have a weekend. Got to love it. Let's see if you're going to uh, wrap your arms around $1,000. Could be yours if your birthday is the 5th of May. No, February. <gasps> Oh, for you, we are going to send you off to see the heartwarming story of a publisher, a writer, and the tour from hell starring Michael Caine and Aubrey uh, Plaza. Plaza, yeah. It's uh, an in-season pass to bestsellers. It's in cinemas November 25th. Hope you enjoy it, Andrew.
Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Is it a good I'm one? I'm really looking Andrew forward to that. Andrew will like that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Michael Caine is the writer and Aubrey Plaza is the publisher. And, tr- he, and he says to her, he's... you're only supposed to write the bloody intro. Okay. Is that how Michael That's Caine how he does it. Yeah. Knew he wouldn't get away with that <laughs> without a Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> Laurel, Gary and Mark. Classic Hits 4KQ. Well, an absolute tragedy in Houston uh, in the US over the weekend. Eight people died and hundreds were injured uh, when they were crushed in the crowd at rapper Travis Scott's concert. Uh, This is a little bit of the audio when uh, the crowd was trying to get Travis Scott to stop. Stop! Oh, and to hear him continue singing then. It did continue to go on. Uh, We do have Channel 7 Sunrise US correspondent David Woywood. Good morning, David. This is an absolutely horrific situation uh, here, guys. And I don't know if you've seen the pictures. There have been plenty doing the rounds in the past uh, 24, 36 hours now. But uh, this was thousands of people that had gone to this concert to see the headliner there, uh, uh, Travis Scott. uh, Then just before his... Um, performance on stage there. There had been a little bit of a ripple through the crowd. The crowd had begun surging towards the front of the stage. And uh, that is when we've seen these awful images of people having to be pulled over barriers. They were being crushed into each other and into those barriers. We've had paramedics actually coming into the crowd, trying to fight their way into the crowd. That was an incredibly tough task. Uh, in itself, just trying to get in there. Uh, And they were actually doing CPR on a number of people while that concert was still going on. So uh, at a number of points during the performance there, Travis Scott has actually paused and uh, he has noticed quite uh, obviously that something was wrong and uh, he has paused the concert. But then each time it has resumed. So that's some really big questions now for investigators as to why the performance was allowed to continue when uh, people were so uh, visibly in distress uh, during that time as well. So awful, awful images. They've just started to uh, identify some of those killed as well. And one of the youngest was a 14-year-old boy, but all of those victims under 30. I would have thought organisers would have learnt from uh, the past. It's not the first time this has happened at a concert. And I thought uh, rules would have been put into place to stop this type of thing. Exactly right. This is not the first time that this kind of thing has happened. Um, It's happened uh, a number of times and there were a number of rules in place and a lot of those were around capacity. But what we saw earlier in the day as well, um, there had been a bit of chaos well before the concert actually began and hundreds and hundreds of unticketed people had actually stormed the gates. They pushed down fences and run in. Now, that had obviously boosted the numbers of people within uh, the grounds there in uh, in Houston at the Astro World Festival. Uh, but despite all that, the organisers have allowed it to go on. So that is going to be a real focus for that police investigation. But also, what caused that panic? And there have been some claims as well that police have actually um, verified that they are now looking into that. The narcotics team is looking into these claims that someone in the crowd had actually been injecting people uh, with drugs. So that is also a focus of the investigation. So pretty terrifying stuff. Vision there of young people jumping up on the camera stand and just, you know, shaking the cameraman saying, you've got to stop this, you've got to tell them to stop the concert. And he just totally ignored them, apparently, Travis Scott. It went on for a lot longer than it should have. Yeah, that image of that young woman and a young man as well who had actually climbed that scaffolding to that camera riser and they were 
visibly pleading with this camera operator to raise the alarm, to please get in contact with someone because, in their words, people are actually dying. And it turns out that, yeah, they were correct. So, uh, look, it's not that it, it seems unfeasible that the organisers weren't aware of what was happening. He still played for another 30 or 40 minutes. So it kept going for so long. It was incredible. Look, you, you say that he knows. He says that he doesn't. Travis Scott, he um, has put out a video on Instagram saying that he wasn't aware of what was going on. He wasn't aware of any fatalities until the news came out uh, after the show. But uh, I don't know. You've seen those images, even those people in the front row. It almost seems unbelievable that he couldn't know what was going on, at least in the front row of that concert there where people were just being crushed into fences. Sunrise and 7 News, US correspondent David Woywood, thanks so much for your time. Thanks, guys. Laurel, Gary and Mark. Classic Hits 4KQ. We've seen it. A long time coming as well, because this was ready before COVID hit. That would have been a great title for the movie. James Bond. A (laughs) long long time time coming. coming. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is called No Time to Die. We did see it on Friday night, and the hashtag is No Time for Spoilers, which we totally agree with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No use us blowing it for you. No, we won't. We'll uh, not do that. Let's preface all of these, uh, if there are any whinges right here, right now, and that is, it's a fantastic film. I don't think I've seen Bond stunts like it. When I was going into it, I'm thinking, close to a three-hour movie, how am I going to survive this? Did not feel like it at all. No, no, I no. wanted more. Mel and I kept going... <gasps> Yeah, that's my wife. Yeah, All yeah, the way yeah. through it. Um, it starts with one big complaint, I thought. Um, I don't think the song is anywhere near strong enough. Just drop that out for a minute, Mark. Yeah, I'm just going to do this. For your eyes only, nobody does it better. Goldfinger, oh. he's a man. Uh, what about Skyfall? When the sky falls, that's let a it Del. crumble. That's Adele. Yeah. And then you've got Billie Eilish doing this. Oh. That's snoring scary. Oh. And there's the hook there. Okay, uh, this is really funny. It's not really strong. This is uh, really funny. I leaned over to Mark, because mm-hmm. I was sitting next to Mark, and I said, that is the worst Bond film, uh, Bond theme I've ever heard. Okay, to, you were to my right. To my left was my wife, Mel. She leaned over to me and said, that is the best Bond theme I've ever <laughs> oh, heard. Really? Absolutely loved it. And then was playing it all weekend, which I grew to like okay, it as well. Okay, all right. Well, I was on the other side of Mel, and I leant over to Troy, and I said, that's the most forgettable Bond song I've ever heard. It, it just didn't go anywhere. No. I'm waiting for that like, that live and let die moment no. where it, bang, yeah. it kicks in and gets all bond So what you're saying is... One person liked it, the next person hated it, the next person no. liked it. <laughs> no, three people didn't like it and then one person liked it. No, three no, hang on, that, hang on, hang on. Hang on, two, I didn't say I didn't like it. Oh. I said I was ambivalent to it. I didn't oh. like it. But well, I'm sorry, to, ambivalence is even okay. worse. Let's throw to producer Sean. Did you like or hate the song? I absolutely loved it. Okay. Maybe it's the young people. But this is also my first Bond film I've ever seen. So. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All no right. worries. All right, I'm thanks, what? Get yeah. out. Um, I just think there weren't enough Bond references throughout. Uh, there were a few little things. One in particular, there's a part there where they all do a cheers mm. and James Bond's drink is a scotch, not a martini shaken, not stirred. Yeah, that's that's one disappointing thing. But on another note, they, they also paid reference quite a bit to other Bond people. Well, especially on A Majesty's Secret Service, which was the Lazenby film, and they mention it twice 
where he says, we've got all the time in the world. Ah, that's right. Which is the last thing he says to Diana Rigg, because they've married, Mm. and he says, you know, we've got all the time in the world, and bang, she gets shot and Mm. dead. That's not giving anything away. who passed away just before that movie. And at the end credits, they played Louis Armstrong, we've got all the time in the world, which was featured in On a Majesty's Secret Service. So they did play homage, especially to that film. Nice work. All right. Well, uh, Thumbs look, it's, up all around. It, it opens in a couple of weeks. It's definitely, definitely worth going to see. It's it's quite incredible. But I tell you, there's a few shocks in it. Yeah, just trying to stay awake during the opening theme. I actually really like it now. Uh, but I've had a weekend of my wife hammering it to me. So anyway. Good times, great classic hits. Now, Laurel, Gary and Mark. And we welcome along for the first day of the week, Karen Theo of Thornlands. Good morning, Karen. Good morning to the best morning crew on radio. Oh, uh, thanks, Karen. How's, <laughs> how's the uh, family? Family's going good. That's good. Uh, yeah, Chris is fine. Oh, yeah, but enough about them. More about us, Karen. I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'm just wondering if maybe all the transmitters are down on the other stations and we're the only one in town at the moment. Oh, Karen likes <laughs> Maybe Karen doesn't realise she's on 4KQ, but let's keep it short. <laughs> okay. And we'll run with it. <laughs> Stay ning on it. All right, Karen, let's see how you go. On the quiz this morning, we've got 10 questions for you. You get them all correct in 60 seconds, you get $1,000. And pass on any that are a bit tricky and we'll move on. It's Okay, Lutzi's got all the questions ready to go. <laughs> well done, mate. <laughs> now, I'd be the one that left. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Karen, your time starts now. Elton John's Can You Feel the Love Tonight featured in which 90s animated film? Lion King. What month is Ecker no. traditionally held in? August. Shirley Strawn was the lead singer of which Aussie band? Skyhawk. Hundorf in Adelaide is famous for the culture and food from which country? Pass. British phone boxes are traditionally which colour? Blue. Red. Oh, no. Red. No. The police boxes, I think, are blue. In, as in Doctor Who. Oh, yes, that's right. Phone box. I, I was thinking Doctor Who. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there you go. And uh, Handorf in Adelaide is famous for the culture and food of Germany. A lot of uh, German people mm. in Adelaide uh, with the wines oh, and, okay, and nice. so forth down there. It's a very big area for that. By the way, those police boxes are very spacious inside. You go in. Oh, it's absolutely. Yeah. Out of control. It's Decorating like, is yeah, so difficult. whole room in there. Really? Mightn't be I'm talking about the TARDIS. Uh, <laughs> oh, I see. I was never a fan, so I'm okay. just sitting and thinking, what are you talking about? $30 is yours. Plus, I tell you, you are going to see uh, a one. I'm really looking forward to this movie. It's called Best Sellers of the Heartwarming Story of a Publisher, a Writer, and the Tour from Hell with Michael Caine and Aubrey Plaza in cinemas November 25. Thank you very much, Morning Crew. Oh, that's fine. Good Karen, you, Karen. you have a lovely day. On behalf of Susie and myself, I thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Ash, what are you playing now? Uh, Playing a bit of ELO there, Lotta. This is living thing. (laughs) I'm just trying to sound young and cool. (laughs) It doesn't Uh, work. No. Laurel, Gary and Mark, thanks to Winham Fringe Festival. Sick. (laughs) No, 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 it's fully sick. Oh, for the show. Laurel, Gary and Mark. Classic hits 4KQ. The legend that is Russell Morris coming in after 8 o'clock. So I've only got time for a fast fact, ladies and gentlemen. (gasps) 
The Mona Lisa, and I know you've seen the Mona Lisa. I have. Uh, it's very small uh, compared to what, to what you might think. Well, I don't know if you noticed. The Mona Lisa mm-hmm. has no eyebrows. Mm. Get out This of is a fast fact. The Mona Lisa has no eyebrows. When told of this, she was surprised, but no one noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Good times, great classy kids. Thank you. One of my favourite, favourite artists in the whole wide world. Now, he knows his story. I used to stare at him on the photo on the back of, I think it was Explosive Hit 73 when he did uh, Wings of an Eagle. And, uh, I, you know, I've loved everything he's ever done. Mr. Russell Morris, good morning. Yay! Hi, guys. Hello, Gary and Mark. We spoke to Rick Springfield the other day. Your new album is fantastic. It's very different, and we're trying to write it from the fact of the wonderful Mexican Dia de los Muertos, which is Day of the Dead, and they invite all the spirits back for two weeks to party with them. And Rick was saying that uh, he did all the darker songs, but he had to rely on you for the lighter side of the Day of the Dead. <laughs> Rick can be a little bit dark at times. <laughs> He's fascinated by the macabre, and I have to say to Rick, no, it's not macabre. This is supposed to be really, really happy. And he said, yeah, I'm trying to get happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Russell, I've uh, seen you play so many times live. How is this show, The Real Thing, different? We're having uh, someone talk to me. Uh, and We ask the audience if they want any questions before the show. And uh, I go through a whole lot of what I've done in my life and talk about the songs and talk about uh, friends that I've known and crazy friends and talented friends and um, all that sort of stuff. And then I think there's the interval and then I come back and the whole band joins me and we play probably for an hour. So potentially the first half of the show could be different every time that you perform it, depending on the questions you get. Someone will ask me the same question and I, and depending on how I feel, I'll answer it differently. So that's a definite yes. And when they say, you know, the, the one of the highlight gigs of your life, it would have to be Laurel Edwards' 40th surprise birthday oh, party. Yeah. That was fantastic. That <laughs> was, it was really good. I was, I was very nervous. It was a surprise 40th birthday because we all thought she was 50. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought she was 20 when I was there. I couldn't believe it. Uh, Bless you. Who's this beautiful woman? Oh, and then all of a sudden she... She dragged in the handbrake. <laughs> and he wanted to get up and sing as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's no stopping him. Russell, your your life now is in beautiful Queensland. Are you, are you still loving it up here compared to uh, living in Melbourne? I've always loved Queensland and uh, always in my mind I wanted to move up here. And I made the, the move, what, four and a half years ago, I think now. I still love Victoria and my friends and a lot of my friends are down there and I like to visit, but um, I couldn't live there again. So what made you come up with this uh, format for a show? Have you done it before? I've sort of done snippets of both. I remember I did a thing, Songwriters in the Round, and you sit there and you answer questions about your songs and then you'll play one of your songs and explain how you did it and why you wrote it and things like that. And I've also done interviews like when they have a sporties night and they say, oh, will you come along and we'll ask questions. So they ask you a whole lot of questions. Not that I'm a sportsman, I wish I was. They talk about what you did and, and all the things that uh, brought you to this point in time in your life. So this is a combination of the two. So 
people get to see the insights and they also get to hear the music. Well, we can see uh, this incredible musical journey. The real thing, it's on Saturday the 15th of January at QPAC Concert Hall. Tickets on sale right now through qpac.com.au. Russell Morris, it's always a pleasure and we might take this opportunity to say Merry Christmas because we may not get a chance to chat to you before then. I'd be very upset if that if that happened. But, hey, no, we're not know, hanging but, around here for long. We're, yeah, we're, we're off gone. in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Lots of love to all of you, and, and thanks a lot. We're uh, still waiting for Zoot to turn up into our our studio. Yeah, that was promised. You know. uh, will happen. I think it'll be uh, next year now. COVID really put the big dint into it, but uh, mm. we'd already written songs and we're all ready to go, and then all of a sudden everything just turned around and went, whoop, yep. <laughs> well, you know the deal, Russell. If your rehearsals are still going to be in, in Brizzy, we would love to have you live in the studio. That'd be great. We'd love to come in. See you, Russ. Keep that. I will. We would love to come in. Got it recorded. Virtual promise. <laughs>